0: A liberal Catholic parish in California is requiring, get this, Catholics to sign a legal waiver in order to receive Holy Communion, our Lord Jesus Christ, in Holy Communion. You have to sign a legal waiver and be willing to be legally responsible for going up and receiving Holy Communion on your knees. Many of the great saints have talked about the importance of kneeling before the Lord to receive Holy Communion. It was the tradition universally in the Roman Rite up until the Second Vatican Council, when everything was made easy, groovy, cool, totally tubular, Peter, Paul, and Mary, Bob Dylan masses where everybody stood up and walked through a drive-through where people received communion and then walked back to their seats. The communion golden patent, the communion patent taken away, the houseling cloth taken away, all these things that were established as boundaries by Holy Mother Church to protect the most holy, sacrament of the altar were done away with. I wonder who thought of that. Yeah, it was infiltrators, Annabelle Bugnini, all these jokers who are associated with the secret societies. Yes, I said it. Taking away all protection of the Holy Eucharist. And now that you have a remnant of people desiring to receive communion on their knees, and I'm only going to receive on my knees unless I'm in my deathbed. I don't care what kind of legal waiver you want to throw in front of my face. I'm going to receive on my knees. And these people want to receive on their knees. But this parish is not going to let them Here, My buddy Kevin sent me this. Here is a screenshot he got from Creative Minority Report. Thanks to them for showing this. It's from St. Kateri Tekawitha Catholic Parish in St. Bernardino, California. I'm going to talk to you about their bishop and how we can reach out and charitably and respectfully dialogue with him over this topic. But here is what they're saying about wanting to receive communion on your knees. Quote, we would like to remind you again that the recommended posture for receiving communion is standing and you can receive the host on your tongue or in the hand. I'm glad they allowed that. The norm for receiving the Holy Communion in Dioceses of the United States is standing, underlined. This norm is repeated in the Diocese of San Bernardino. In the Diocese of San Bernardino, where it is the custom of the people to make the sign of the cross, this custom is abrogated and may be used instead of a bow. Here, in the parish of St. Kateri, because of the incidents that happened in the past caused by people kneeling down, When receiving communion, we highly discourage the receiving of communion while kneeling down. This is for your safety and the safety of our ministers and the people around you and also to protect the sanctity of the body and blood of Christ. The church does not have communion rails or kneelers to assist you when you get up and so you will be responsible for any harm that will cause to your body or to the ministers and the people around you if you will have an accident, if you will have an accident. If you would like to continue receiving communion kneeling down, we ask that you sign a waiver that releases our parish from any liability that may arise due to your action. You will also be legally responsible for any harm that your action may cause to the ministers or the people around you when taking communion kneeling down. Thank you for your understanding, end quote. So here's the deal. You got to sign a waiver. And if you cause an accident. Now, I've been receiving on my knees Holy Communion for over 10 years. I have never seen an accident of anyone falling down, pushed down, knocked down, priest knocked down. Never. And at my parish, which is a traditional Latin Mass parish, people who can't kneel, elderly people, people with broken legs, people on crutches, people in wheelchairs, guess what, it's no problem. If they're in a wheelchair, they go right up to the rail and Father reaches over the rail and gives them communion as they're seated in the wheelchair. I've seen people come up on crutches, standing, and lean forward and Father puts the most precious host in their mouth. I've seen elderly people do the same thing. No one is forced, when you have communion rails, to kneel down if they cannot. But the people who do kneel down, and I've seen some strong, old, elderly ladies and gentlemen who can barely walk, and they move so slowly to get down on their knees to receive the Holy Eucharist, and I applaud them. I am overwhelmed when I see their devotion of how much it must hurt them, how much pain they're going through to get down on their knees to receive their God to receive their Savior, Jesus Christ. So I don't know what they're talking about. Legal responsibility of hurting people to kneel for Holy Communion. It doesn't make any sense. And they say, well, we don't have any uh, kneelers, communion kneelers. We'll get some. If people want to receive as they're allowed to receive in canon law and by the Vatican. I mean, can you imagine them not having a handicap ramp? If you try to come to our church up the stairs and you fall down, that's legally your responsibility. We don't have a handicap ramp here. No, that's cold. That's mean. How dare a parish post that you got to sign a waiver and be legally responsible. What this is, it's a threat to scare people away from kneeling for Holy Communion. Do you agree with me? Leave a comment. I want to hear from you. I do go through and read the comments. Sometimes I respond. They're good ones. Please leave a comment. So I don't accept this, and I want us to enter into dialogue. You know, the synod of synodality is going on in in the Vatican right now. We need a dialogue with the clergy, and we need a dialogue with the bishops. So I want you to reach out to the bishop of this parish. His name is Bishop Alberto Rojas of San Bernardino Diocese in california he's an interesting guy like so many of the up-and-coming bishops they hail from which city if you watch the dr taylor marshall podcast you know which city it is it's the ground zero for modernism and liberalism in the church in america drumroll please chicago chicago the clergy who go through mundelein and who go through chicago make their way into prominent positions in the American Catholic Church because Chicago is a hotbed of heresy, modernism, liberalism, and Bishop Alberto Rojas went through the Archdiocese of Chicago's Casa Jesus program for Hispanic immigrants, but it was shut down in 2016, says LifeSite News, because of pedophilia and a sodomy scandal, so not good, not good at all. The legacy in the Archdiocese of Chicago is linked with dissent from the Catholic Magisterium. The Diocese of San Bernardino, or this parish, actually, uh, St. Kateri, is linked up with the LGBT outreach program of james martin the jesuit so this kind of shows you they're they're all about that pride and they're all about james martin and they're not about receiving communion on their knees and you need to be lawyered up if you're going to go and receive on your knees also the diocese of san bernardino um, has a ministry to families with gay and lesbian catholics and the coordinator is Gloria Austin. I'm getting this from the LifeSite News website. This article was written by Raymond Wolf. So, Raymond, thanks for finding this info on St. Kateri Parish and also the diocese. And this activism group founded by Father James Martin and the Human Rights Campaign the largest LGBT pressure group in the United States, and a staunch proponent of gender transitions for children. So we've got a parish saying, don't get on your knees and receive communion, but also we're associated with the LGBT ministries, James Martin, gender transitions for kids. This is all wicked and evil. Not a fan. Also, Bishop Alberto Rojas, he made a statement for the Tyler Comenti Foundation. And he says to the homosexual youth, God is on your side. Quote, God is on your side. Rojas withdrew the faculties of a priest in his diocese who criticized him for signing the statement. So one of his priests were like, hey, you shouldn't be supporting that. And he goes, oh, yeah? Well, guess what? I just pulled your faculties. Uh, you can't function as a priest. You're in trouble. This is the tyranny that people are living under in the Catholic Church. And we have to shout it from the rooftops. No more are we lay people going to remain silent while the Bishop Alberto Rojas promote sins crying out to heaven. I'm never going to stop. It must be stated. So I would like you to enter in a dialogue while we're in the Synod of Synodality. You can go to Bishop Rojas's Twitter page, and it's at Bishop Rojas underscore. And I don't want anyone to be mean, cruel, disrespectful, dissenting, or anything like that. I just want you to say something like, Your Excellency, dear Bishop Rojas, can you please discipline the clergy at St. Kateri? Can you please stop promoting LGBT?" Can you please make sure that you and your entire diocese are not supporting in any way, either by approval or silence, of gender transitioning for children? Can you please conform to the will of Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God for the church, the one holy Catholic and apostolic church that you are ordained? Can you please be a true successor of the apostles in preaching against Sexual immorality and mutilation of the human body. So there it is. Bishop Rojas at Bishop Rojas underscore. Don't forget that underscore. This is the official Twitter page for Bishop Alberto Rojas, Bishop of the Diocese of San Bernardino. And you need to be kind. You need to be loving. No cussing. No meanness. Prayerful. This is what we got to do. We got to pray for Bishop Rojas. We got to pray for this parish. We got to pray for the people. And this is why I say over and over please try to find a traditional Latin Mass parish. You just, you kind of just skip the line. You, so much of the stuff in your local parish, those problems, now there are problems in traditional Latin Mass parishes. Don't hear me saying that. It's no Shangri La. But most of the problems, like I want to receive on the tongue, I want to receive from a priest, not a lay Eucharistic minister wearing a Grover t-shirt. Um, I don't want altar girls. I don't want prayers of the people that are written every week by a liberal uh, Jesuit or a Democrat. That's you know all about every single week, the Democratic Party platforms being prayed for in church. Uh, I want my babies to be baptized. I want confirmation. I want regular confession times posted where I can go and receive the absolution. All these things are sort of integrated into a traditional Latin mass parish. And that's why I say, please, it's not just for the TLM, for the traditional Latin mass. It's for all of these things. All right, please. And if you need to move and migrate, you've heard me say it before. And you can move with your job. Please pray and consider moving. Make the great Catholic migration. I hear from people all the time who are doing it and plan on doing it and have already done it. And they say, thank you, Taylor. Thank you for just saying, go ahead and do it. We've been wrestling with it. And they said, you know what? We've heard it enough. You said it. We moved. And guess what? We have a great Latin mass parish. Our kids are in a Catholic school. We have a much stronger community. It's completely transforming our life, our marriage, our family. So consider it. All right. And I've always add on here check out realestateforlife.org, realestateforlife.org. All over the world, not just America, will help you sell your house where you're at and move to a new location. So check it out, realestateforlife.org and tell them that you learned about it at the Dr. Taylor Marshall Podcast. All right, thanks for watching. I wanna encourage everyone to pray for this parish, for all people who are caught in these difficult, awkward, situations with the liturgy. They want to receive Jesus kneeling. They want to receive Jesus on the tongue. And yet they're being persecuted. Right? They have people waving legal waivers in front of their face to receive the most precious gift, the pearl of great price, the kingdom of God in the person of Jesus Christ, fully God and fully man. There shouldn't be legal waivers. You know, the liturgy, the Blessed Sacrament is not a place to bring in lawyers. I shouldn't have to lawyer up to receive communion. Do you agree? Got a little bit of time here. It's Friday. Maybe we should do a little Q&A. Let me see if my q and is working. It is. All right. How's everybody doing today? We'll do a little Q&A. Have you, what do you think of this? Leave a comment below. I'd love to engage with you. And uh, if you've got a question, please uh, use the live chat right now or you can leave a comment below and leave a question. And uh, that question mark, as I'm scrolling through all the people, because there's how many right now? Over 500. That question mark helps me see it's a question. So please leave a question and I'll take a few questions before signing off today. And uh, we'll go get it. Also, I've got a a show coming out. Probably it's going to come on Sunday with Dr. Michael Foley. And he and I talked about Advent, Christmas, and Epiphany customs and unusual traditions like Krampus and Christmas trees and mistletoe. So make sure if you haven't already, you subscribe and uh, hit the bell to be notified and you'll get that uh, really cool show that's coming out, that interview with Dr. Michael Foley on Sunday. All right. Also, I did an interview with uh, uh, Bryson Gray, the rapper. That's right. He's a rapper. And he said, can I interview you? I said, yes, let's do it. So we did almost an hour where he just peppered me with questions from a non-Catholic point of view of what Catholicism is. Check out that interview with Bryson Gray. It's on his channel, Bryson Gray. All right. Questions. Here we go. Matt Michalik, will you be coming to Kennedy Hall's men's conference in Canada? Not this year. I don't think so. But love Kennedy Hall. Great guy. Uh, Christine Vaughn, love the interview. Thank you so much. Bryson Gray is my G. Thank you so much. Really appreciate all y'all for saying nice things. All right. Knight says, how can Catholics retake the education system to promote a holy society? It's a great question. You know, we in not only America, but throughout the world, had a system of elementary schools, middle schools, high schools, and colleges That were Catholic, that had religious teaching in them, nuns, monks, priests, and it was a powerful system that had endowments, chapels, buildings, classrooms, and almost in America, almost all of them, and I'm going to put the number in the 90 percentile, were taken over by infiltrators, by heretics, by modernists, by leftists, by social justice warriors. They took over the buildings, the chapels, and the endowments that Catholics donated, and they turned them into hotbeds of heresy, and it's a shame. Can we win them back? It looks bleak. I would say, my opinion, at this moment in history, it's best to start over and create new schools. So, I don't know how that can be done to get back to where we were, like in the 1950s. But we're going to have to, I think, plow the field and plant again. Good question, Knight. Thank you. All right. Can you, uh, one, can you end the video with the St. Michael prayer? And two, can you do a video with me as a Catholic college student? Um, I can't end the video with the St. Michael prayer. Let me see if I have it queued up because I do have. Yeah, I'll do. I'll do it. Uh, I got it right here. Uh, We'll do that today. I got to remember. And then thank you for the invite to do a video with you. But I get lots of invites to do videos and I can barely keep up with my own schedule of one or two videos per day. So I thank you for the invite. Um, but maybe in the future, but right now it's just too much on my plate for me to be able to keep up with it. But thank you, Michael. Thanks for watching. Simone Peralo, Pero, peralt sorry, I'm probably not saying your name correctly and I, please forgive me. Is it possible to overthrow or overturn the second Vatican council? Well, we all recognize that there's problems in the 1960s. And I think it would be up to a Pope, a future Pope, to do an assessment and a clarification or a line item veto or something to help correct the so-called spirit of Vatican II that haunts the halls of Catholic churches all over the world. So it's cer- certainly nothing we lay people can do so we can pray we can form ourselves with traditional teaching read the bible be in conformity with sacred tradition the magisterium but uh you know i don't think beyond that there's anything we can do we just have to pray and ask a pope to clarify these things so thank you for your question that's a good one i'm sorry i don't have a better answer eric In the future, could you please do a video on why someone had the sword in the Garden of Gethsemane? That's always been a mystery to me. So that someone was St. Peter. And the reason Peter had a sword is because our Lord Jesus Christ commanded him to have a sword. I am going to pull up that verse for you right now. One moment, please. I've got my digital Bible, and I'm going to pull it up. So, it comes from the Gospel of St. Luke. And it's in chapter 22. And it begins in verse 30, what, what is it? All right, verse 36. This is, it said, But they said nothing. Then said he unto them, But now he that hath a purse, let him take it, and likewise a scrip. And he that hath not, let him sell his coat and buy a sword. So Jesus said, Sell your coat and buy a sword. For I say to you, that this matter is written, that, wait, sorry, that this, sorry, this is archaic. For I say to you, that this that is written must yet be fulfilled in me. And with the wicked he was reckoned, for the things concerning me have an end. But they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. All right, so that's Luke, the Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 22. So the reason the apostles were carrying swords, they were carrying swords, by the way. Just think about that. The apostles were armed when they were with Jesus. There was 12 of them. They had two swords, two bodyguards of the sword. Was Jesus opposed to this? Was he against weapons? No. (laughs) Jesus says, go sell your coat and buy a sword. So when Peter had a sword in the garden, he had it because Christ wanted him to have it. Now, he also says he who lives by the sword will die by the sword, it'd be kind of confusing. And then when Peter actually cuts off the ear of Malchus the slave, Jesus picks up the ear and puts the ear back on and heals the man with it because all things have to be fulfilled, he says. So a good question. And I think this, you know, it challenges us to think, oh, Jesus was this peaceful hippie dude. And you know, no, right? They the apostles were were fishermen, a tax collector, manly men. They did carry weapons with them for security. So thanks for that question. It's a good one. All right. Looking looking for some questions. Uh, walk in for life says, I wish you would do more Q&A videos. So this morning, Joy and I were getting ready and we were talking in the bathroom. And I said, you know that the Bryce interview yesterday where he just peppered me with basic Catholic questions on, you know, why does it look like Mary uh, Catholics worship Mary? Um, what is the Catholic canon? What about once saved, always saves? Faith and works. Uh, do you have to be Catholics to go to heaven? Is there only one true church? Doing all that, a lot of people watch that and they're like, wow, that was great. Do more of that. So I was talking to Joy. I said, you know, maybe, I don't know if I want to say this, but I said to her, I was like, maybe every Friday I just do a and a show. Maybe I get her or one of the kids they collect all the questions and then we just do an hour on friday and we do catholic questions so i think i will i think i will i think that's a, something that people want and it'll be helpful and then we can just do more q a i like to do shows where i finish a little early and do q a um but this might be a good regular thing so thanks for the recommendation and if you would like that It will take some preparation. It will take a little bit more work, but let me see how many people want that. So leave a comment below and say, yes, I would like a weekly Q&A show, and then maybe I can start putting that together. All right. Okay, here's one with today's topic. Barbara, so you present your waiver to the priest before kneeling? Ridiculous. I agree. What are you going to do? You have your little papers, please. You kneel down, show your little waiver. Receive communion. I mean, what is this? It's ridiculous. Checkpoints? Come on. Uh, Alan, I missed your holy face of Jesus image. Will you bring it back on your set? It is powerful. Yes. You can tell I did some changing, simplified things in the back. And maybe I can put the holy face over there. Thanks for that comment, Alan. I'll I'll look into that. I'm glad. It's interesting you noticed. It's amazing what people notice. Ethan. He says, Ethan Hamilton, my parish does praise and worship music during adoration, unfortunately. It's distracting and irreverent in my eyes. How would I explain to my priest about the disrespect this has during adoration? It's very hard to convince priests. You know, it's very even if you're super kind and you should be, you know, father. How are you doing? So glad, you you know, thank you for ministering to us. Hey, I like going to adoration, but praise and worship while the Eucharist is exposed is distracting. It's somewhat irreverent. Can we do away with that? Would be the way to go. It's just, is the priest humble enough and receptive enough? Will he be willing to dialogue? Will he be willing to accompany you on this question? I don't know my experience over the years as i've tried to be kind and a gentleman and deferring to priest on these kind of matters is usually you get a thanks for your comment i'll consider it and you say thank you father and it's over and then nothing ever changes and you just you just accept it at that point and you migrate to a different parish if you can so i'm sorry about that ethan and Gregorian chant is the way to go. All right, we'll do. We'll make this the last question, and then we'll pray the Saint Michael prayer in Latin. Michael says, "Can you do another video talking about the U.S. Cardinals and what they have done that is wrong?" Oh. <laughs> um, all those videos are out there. I don't want to rehash these things and i want to also praise cardinals and bishops when they do things that are right so again i just don't want to be cardinal so and so this and this again but there are stories like today's story where i feel all catholics in the world need to know for example that there's legal waivers and legal responsibility for for kneeling to receive communion but you know I like to keep things upbeat and I like to do Catholic teaching and philosophy and current events and theology. So I don't always want it to be about Cardinal this and Cardinal that, but I will keep you up to date as things happen, uh, whether good or bad. All right, before we sign off, we're going to take the recommendation from you, the audience. And by the way, the Dr. Taylor Marshall podcast has the best audience. I watch other YouTube channels. I read other comments and all that. And the comments and the caliber of thinking and of theological training, how well-read you are, it really shows. Y'all are a quality audience, and I thank you. Thank you for being that quality audience. All right, let's pray the St. Michael prayer in Latin. Oremus. Nomini Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta micha archangele. Defendenos in praelio, contra nequitium et insidia diaboli, esto presidium, imperit ili Deus, supplices de precamor, tuque princeps militiae celestis, in virtute Dei, in infernum detrude satanum, aliosque spiritus malignos, qui ad productionem animarum, provagantor in mundo. Amen. We'll also pray the Hail Mary. Ave Maria, gratia plena, dominus tecum, benedicta tu in molieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, mater dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et, et ora mortis nostrae. Amen. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. If you want to learn to pray the prayers in Latin, like the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Glory Be, the St. Michael, all the responses in the Latin Mass, I've put together a course that tells you how to pronounce the words, the basics of the Latin words, and I go slow, like Ave Maria, and I do pronunciation for you so that you can learn all the Latin prayers. Are you interested in that? I have a whole course. It's at my institute, Let me give you the link. newstthomas.com There's actually eight courses there. I'm adding a new course called Apocalyptic Studies. We're going to look at the Book of Revelation, the Apocalyptic Old Testament, Prophets, the Book of First Enoch, um, Private Revelations regarding the End Times from Catholic Saints and Mystics, That's all gonna be starting in 2023, but there's already a course there on the Latin Mass, how to attend the Latin Mass, the history of the Latin Mass, the formation of the Latin Mass, and how to pray and pronounce Latin. Will you become fluent in Latin? No. Will you be able to pronounce Latin, understand the basics of liturgical Latin, and make the responses? Yes. So we have winter enrollment right now at New St. Thomas Institute, and I would encourage if you'd like one of those spots, Go to NewStThomas.com and sign up to be a student. There's different levels there. You can learn about what you get at those different levels. Sign up. Become a student there. The tuition is very inexpensive. And, of course, there's a full money-back guarantee. There are no commitments or anything like that. But if you want to learn more, go to NewStThomas.com, and you can see a sample of everything you're going to get and be taught And there's hundreds of people who have gone through it, and they're like, thank you. This is exactly what I needed. It's inexpensive. It's online. It's right there at my fingertips, either on a desktop, an iPhone, or on an iPad. I put it together, and it's really easy to do, and you will accomplish it. Also, there is a Bible in a Year program where I go through. It's included in that same tuition price, where I go through every book of the Old Testament, from Genesis to Apocalypse, every single one of them. And I give you the Catholic teaching on Christ, Mary, if it's Old Testament, the prophecies, the symbols, the types, the foreshadowings. And in the New Testament, the sacraments and Our Lady and Our Lord and the Church, all that's in there. So go to NewStThomas.com for winter enrollment and get started. You can get started right now, but I really encourage you to make this a New Year's resolution to take it to the next level study Catholic philosophy, theology, Latin, liturgy, and I have nine courses waiting for you. Go to newstthomas.com, newstthomas.com. All right, thanks for watching. And remember, our Lord Jesus Christ says you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and God speed. And while you're at it, watch this next video. And if you haven't already hit that subscribe button and subscribe for more videos. We've got lots of great content coming. Don't miss it.